When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Visit Myrtle Beach. You know what's better than getting away to a beach? Getting together at the beach. Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. They've got over 2,000 restaurants, live music playing all day and night, and endless attractions. This place was made for playing hard and beaching easy. Welcome to 60 Miles Where You Belong. The Beach, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Plan your trip at visitmyrtlebeach.com. Yeah. Yeah, what do you want? Beak or jaws? Feathers or fur? Sharp teeth or feet with claws? Whatever's preferred. They'll grant you all last requests to steady your nerves. Then podcast the body parts, get severed and served. Bring your weak shit where the wolf and owler. That ain't just a mistake, that's an awful howler. Both of them are known to pull up at your shows. Have the crowd witnessing the murder like they rolled in with a gang of crows. Fuck their censorship, let them see the whole thing. They stay dressed to kill, never sheep's clothing. Dark enough to turn the sun to the moon, you'll see nothing. All you hear's a huff a puff and a... Expect killings, red spilling and flesh ripping Impressive in it, the death bringing his head spinning Just kidding, every word in his song's about two grown men Dressed up as a bird and a dog Welcome to the Wolf and Our Podcast Robert Shock and Nathan and Tom Davis uh, Welcome Yo. to a very chilled out podcast I think this might be It's not, you know what, I, I've been chilled recently it's, uh, It feels like there's there's something afoot my laptop's been an absolute Well, before prick, you get into this, I, I, you arrived with me being quite annoyed with you, to be honest with you, until yeah. you started explaining a situation, because we're recording this. This might be the first time we've recorded an episode before the previous episode we've recorded has come out, which is Ever gone yeah, ahead, which yeah. is another desperate attempt for us to sort of claim a first, as we don't claim anything else on this. <laughs> um, but um, I text you saying that my garage is freezing. Can you let me know if you're on for half yeah. past eight? It was half past eight in the evening. And you said, yeah, I'm on. And then I sat in this garage. I said, link sent, no reply. Where are you? No reply. Ten minutes later, you log on. You're not fucking ready to go. No, 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 no. Three minutes later, you lying little viper. It was 20. Okay, I'm going to, I, I exaggerated slightly. We arranged, we arranged to start at half past. Yeah. There's 33 past with my laptop on my laptop clock. Yeah, when you switched it on, you you weren't. Re- I, I don't give a shit when you fucking booted up. No, 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 no. This look. Let, let me just say something, right? I'm not taking all of the blame because my laptop has basically just decided to, now to be an absolute. Yeah, I prick. didn't know that though. That's what I'm saying to you. I'm saying to you. I, yeah, you, no, no. Yeah, I, I get that. By the way, how cold is it? You're sitting in a chair. Look at the difference to uh, what we're both wearing. You're in a one hoodie and a cap. I'm, I'm, I've got five layers on. Yeah, so turn up quicker, you little rat. If you appreciate how cold it can get, <laughs> you know how cold it is outside. <laughs> it's minus four where I am. Mm. I, 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 I'm mm. going to tell you now, I, uh, I find de-icing a car incredibly anxiety-inducing. I, I just... Why? I just don't like it. What do you do? Do you do it with... Have you got a de-icing proper de- No, but you just use a spray, right? No, I don't like these no sprays. Mate, you know what works really well is deep heat. 
Um, I don't want to massage the vehicle. The, no, I'll tell you what is really work. good. Can I tell you a tip I learned on TikTok? But Go on. You get a, what? What you, what you, what you, Just you, a tip I learned on TikTok. Mate, you are very close. You're, you're skiing very close to becoming the new family. Have you seen them? Yeah, I have seen them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's you and your boys doing TikTok dances. I'm very worried about this. No, that tic, I did, I did, I've done a TikTok dance with the boys for like a year, two years maybe. <laughs> I've moved yeah, out but, of that yeah. game. That, yeah, no, that I, desperate, I, I, what's, I think what's I, trending? What's trending? Come on, boys. Come on, boys. Get out of bed. What my worry is it's going to, because the family have moved into skits now. What does that mean? Um, they're doing little like, like, like they do a video of Charlie going, bloody hell, we've got to get down the market. <sighs> and then you're like, well, I'm trying to de-ice the car. Well, do you know, <clears throat> oh God, it's, that's the problem with those things, isn't it? Is that they start off doing like natural things and just capturing bits. Then they run out of shit and then they start writing stuff. Awful. No, I'll tell you what they get is they get sponsored. They get sponsored ads to do stuff. And then thankfully they're, they're we don't do like... that. Um, <laughs> but a tip I learned on <laughs> fucking sellouts yeah, family. Anyway, a sandwich bag. Yeah. You know, a sealable sandwich bag with a little thing. Yeah. Warm water. Yeah. Close up the sandwich bag. Wipe your windows. Why have you gone quiet? Are you going quiet? Just use a scraper or a credit card. Like a credit card or a scraper. Well, I, I don't like to. I don't like to. Do you know that what really pisses me off about this is what? right. Some there's an inventor somewhere who's gone to the painstaking thing of making a inventing a scraper that doesn't scratch your windshield. Right? Yeah. He's he's tried it loads of different ways of making that work. Right? And then you just literally some you and some pillock on TikTok have right concocted this whole thing of. Like a little sandwich bag with some boiling water, and you completely diminish this poor character's life. Sorry, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do something less convenient in honour of a, the inventor of the fucking scraper. <laughs> Wait, but things move right. on, don't they? I was like, you know what? I'm tempted. Of... I'm tempted, mate, to fly us both to a really, really icy, cold country. Right. Wait till the morning. We stay. We share a hotel room. Well, what, what, what a disrespect that would be to the inventor of the shit. That used to allow us to travel across oceans. You've decided to get a plane. I feel sorry for the poor bastard. Spent his years and years inventing a boat that could transport us across. As soon as you discover a plane, you fucking turncoat. You see how it works? No, 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 no. Mate, the guy who invented the ship's done a work for... I the feel sorry for the guys who invented a horse you're getting in your car. <laughs> what I'm saying to you is this, right? We go somewhere yeah. really cold and icy, right? Yeah. yeah, we both wake up in the morning. You get your little sandwich bag and your boiling water. I get a scraper and we see which is quickest. Oh, that sounds good. Well, we're we going to film that. Well, yeah, put it on TikTok or something. Mm. Like that's one of the sort of races that that'd be a cool race between us two. You don't even drive. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but I've, I yeah, so why are you telling me? Mate, how are you telling I, me? No, let me just how say many times something? have you de-iced a car uh, in your life? Three hundred and fifty. I've done it for my parents. Done it for like the old couple who live next door. Do you know the what? Other you've, week, actually made yourself look, you've actually made yeah, yourself look quite yeah, sweet. The other week, the car was really icy. Did Catherine's car. Yeah. I didn't actually. I lent him the scraper. but Yeah. Okay. He, right. yeah he I just find the scraper annoying, okay? And this sandwich bag thing works. What about so, the spray? I can't, why wouldn't you want the spray? I, I just don't... Isn't, 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 it, isn't it like deer piss or something? What? It's not deer piss. How many deers are... Mate, deers aren't pissing in those cans. Let me tell you that.
Who, who would it? Who do you know how be? many years it takes me to train those deer to fucking aim and piss into those cans? You're, look, you're um, looking all right for yourself, Stan. What, you got all those nice pro- rings on your antlers? No, I'm earning a fortune, mate. I've learned how to piss in a can. I can they use it as a de-icer, huh? <laughs> I'm pretty sure, sh- bro, I'm pretty sure. Let me have a look. That's not de icer spray. You're thinking of it because it's called de-icer, and de-icer sounds like deer. That's what it is. Um, it can't be deer piss. I've got that on my hand and licked my finger, so... Well, that's a weird hobby, but I, I don't know. I can't. I can't find. I can't find the information. But Mate, if somebody it's can get true. in touch with us and let us know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean that. I don't want to. I don't want to sort of like pale over you and make you feel like insignificant. But that's definitely not true, mate. I don't want to break your Listen, dreams. On the list of a thousand things that make me feel insignificant, not knowing the exact ingredients of a de-icer is not one of them. <laughs> oh, I love you. <laughs> So de-icing your car was a problem, was it? No, I just don't like it. Like when I leave in the morning and I know I've got to de-ice the car, it sort of makes me not want to leave. Yeah, but like, I, 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 I would push. I would push my journey on by two hours if it meant I didn't have to de-ice the car. Then you've got to wait for the. Sun. You've got to hope the sun comes out and does his job. Where are you suddenly facing your house where your cars are or northerly? Got no idea. Got no idea, mate. Well, you'll know because your car will defrost as the sun comes around. So what you want to do okay, is park cool. your car. Yeah. Well, uh, tomorrow I'll sit by the window <laughs> as the sun comes out and see what happens so that I can answer that fucking inane question. Wait, you're the one who's crying about the fact he can't de It's cars. annoying. It's as anybody, Mate, do you not agree you know what you should do is say to Theo, what? Theo, you want to like get yourself like three quid, get up every morning and de-ice the cars. I'm not doing that. I'm, I'm not. I'm not living in a. I'm not in the fucking Christmas Carol, mate. <laughs> mate, I, I, pocket I, money's I'm, important. It's a good thing. Get little chores going on. Yeah, they do do chores, but the, the whole thing is, I don't want them to do chores that are like actually onerous. You know, <laughs> Make I, I, a game like, out of it. That's the best one. Like, what's the game? We'll say to him, right, see what to do today. You get the old yeah. scraper. See how long it takes you. Tomorrow you get the boiling the boiling water in the sandwich bag trick. The yeah. day after you get a little bit of de- deer's piss, deer ice, Yeah. And let's see how you get on. Yeah, and I suggest that to him as an exciting game. And he says, thank you, Dad, for convincing, for confirming that you are the loser I suspected you were. I'm just saying that it could be like, you know, you could, but that's if you're commentating from outside or something and you're like, oh, and today's, you know, the de-icing is quicker than it's ever been. It looks like a boiling bag. It's going to be beat the scary scraper. It's a real, real fast finish here. As Dude, he gets I'm gonna, I, I'm, do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to have Grace taken away from you, man. Like, like, like genuinely. If this is the sort of shit she's got in her future, I think she's better off than someone else. <laughs> I'm just saying, it could be quite fun. And the crowd mm. go wild. Theo is carried aloft by his two brothers. Mm. Yeah, you know, get the whole family um, out just, just cheering him on. It's quite fun. Look, look, the truth is, um, I am lazy. And the idea of, of going out and de-icing the car, I, I just don't like it. Yeah, but I actually, yeah, I actually hate it. What do you it. wear when you go out there? What do you mean? Well, you normally it's because I'm, I'm going to the gym, so it's, I've got gym gear on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's hard because you're obviously wearing your, like, sort of gym tights, your shorts, your T-shirt. Hoodie. Yeah, yeah. Are you a gym tight man yet? you wearing gym tights in this weather? Uh, you will see me wearing gym tights uh, when I've been involved in an accident and no longer have sort of mental control of what I'm wearing. <laughs> I, I, I've started wearing them. I'm not going to lie. 
Hold on. So you wear gym tights and then what? Shorts over the top, do you? Shorts God, over please. the top, yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. yeah. And how's that look? Uh, I quite like the look. I've got to say. Oh, shit. You know what I'm saying? I went for an eye test today. Yeah. I'm getting new glasses. Right. Um, amazing eye test. Shout out to the people at Finlay. Incredible. Paid for it. This isn't a paid ad, but they were incredible. Amazing women. Do you know that? I didn't know this. I have astigmatism in my eyes. Mm. And do you know that rubbing your eye can change the shape of your actual eyeballs if you rub your eyes or not? Um, I rub my eyes quite a lot. Yeah, but it's a really bad thing. You can actually like... Is it? Yeah. What you should do is like like this. It looks like... I mean, okay, just for the benefit, if you could, for once in your life, give a concession to the fact that this is an audio format. So what Tom has just done is he's taken a tissue and he's wiped his eyes with the same sort of pressure that you might rub your eyes with. No, 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 no. It was a lot softer. If you were here with me, you'd see it was a lot softer. Like, I, 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 yeah, imagine. So what are you going to do? Are you going to have a hanky with you at all times to dab your eyes? Mate, I, I, number one, I actually think one of the most fucking saddest things about, I know that COVID got in the way, but actually when, I used to love what you used to see an old gentleman in a pub sort of have a pint and then he'd have a bit of a runny nose and he'd pull a hanky out and give his nose a little rub and then sort of fold mm. it up and put it back. I used to think that was quite a sort of enchanted sort of, sort of, you know, look at yesterday. I just don't like the idea of having like, I know it's not environmentally sound, but to then have a dirty hanky in your pocket. Yeah, but I think, Disgusting. weirdly, I that never I ne never crossed my mind as a thing. I think like, because you get to the, it never gets, you, like, you don't use it if you've got a really snotty nose. It's just that little, you know, like the old drunk piss, you, like when you've had, a, it's cold outside, you're in your first pint and then that little yeah. bit, you'll always get a bit of a snotty nose. Little dribs, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it's just for that. And then also, obviously, if you, you, you can have two hankies, one's for your eyes, one's for your nose. I might just start carrying a little eyeball hanky. That'd be quite a cool thing. It'd look, I'd look a bit like a Bond villain when I brought it up and just stroke my eyes. I couldn't do that because somebody goes, his eyes are so messed up, he's got to have a special handkerchief for him. I can't do I can't do with that kind of... I actually, thing. you'd be pretty cool doing that. I could see you having so. like a really drippy fucking... Mate, you look so cool with a fucking hanky out your back pocket or something. I played. I actually played with the idea of having an eye patch. You know what? I was about to pour squad and I thought actually, no, you would be cool. But I actually respect the fact you don't. But you would look cool with an eye patch. Yeah, because I tried that in my later years. I, I think probably as I age, this eyelid is going to droop. So if it gets too bad, I could either have surgery. Or I'm just going to get a little eye patch over the. Yeah, it could be like your first sort of like hit song. Everything droops. Everything droops, baby, everything goes, everything falls, and everybody knows that things What's are... What's happened to you today? What's what? happened to you today? What? I'm just singing. <laughs> where did that come from? <laughs> I was, you know what it is? On the way what? home, I was watching Tom Grennan, Tom Grennan, I love him. And I was yeah, watching. I saw that. You posted oh it on Instagram. Oh, my God. His voice is just delicious. Mm, it's delightful. He's, he is incredible. He's mm. like, you know, like, you know, Dermot hit him, right? You know these yeah. these singers, Dermot Kennedy. Just, yeah. yeah, shout out Dermot. You know they like they they just like where, when do they when do you like have the that moment when they're singing something and they've got that fucking incredible voice, but then just all of a sudden they just fucking lift up. Yeah, and it's uh, do like you, do when you do think, they do first you... try that and then go oh fuck oh, no. I like like to have the like if I, if I if ever I sing like karaoke or whatever I'm always like yeah. It's not time to make it. I've never got. Yeah, like... Hold on, hold on a sec. Hold on a sec, though, because the truth is, I've never thought I could sing. Right? Yeah. So then, when you try and sing, you never really go for it. So why don't we actually now do an experiment of trying to sing the best that we possibly can? Right. Yeah. So 
All right. What? What? Right. What was? Should we? Oh shit! Well, let's should, have a look at some lyrics. What song should we? What song should we go? For? I mean, look. This feels like it's. Did <laughs> you got your text just now? Where are you, fucker? <laughs> I love you. Uh, right, uh, girls. So what's the song? Right. Should we sing? Who? What, who's, who's a good person to jump on? I, well, it needs to be something I know the tune of. And well, look. Why don't you look? Why don't you pick a song and I'll pick a song? All right. We don't have to do the same one. So just like you choose a song now and then. Right. This episode is brought to you by Visit Myrtle Beach. You know what's better than getting away to a beach? Getting together at the beach. Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. They've got over 2,000 restaurants, live music playing all day and night, and endless attractions. This place was made for playing hard and beaching easy. Welcome to 60 Miles Where You Belong. The Beach, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Plan your trip at visitmyrtlebeach.com. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone because individually we're great, but together we're so much better. That's why millions of teams around the world, including 75% of the Fortune 500, trust Atlassian software. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. This episode is brought to you by Smart Food Popcorn. Some decisions aren't the best, like skipping ahead in your favorite podcast. Think of all the banter you'll miss, the lore in the making. Luckily, Smart Food Popcorn is a no-brainer. Deliciously tasty and available in a variety of fun flavors. It's a smart decision every time. Smart Food. Add smart. To learn more, visit smartfood.com. I'm actually quite nervous. Yeah, me too. Like, it's mad that we're just sitting here together and actually it feels right. Mm. I'm going to go for this, this, that, that opening to Giants, right? Okay. Right, okay. <laughs> this is so hard. <laughs> How close are you getting the mic? Are you going to go for it, right? I, d- I don't know. All right, ready? Yeah, go on. We used to be Giants. <laughs> when did we stop? Say the word and I'll be yours. You know, I never forgot. <laughs> See, like, that's like, I feel that as soon as I start doing that, I feel ridiculous. In my head, I think I know, I'm dreading listening to that back. We used to be giants. Was that you, was that you trying? When did we stop to say the word and I'll be yours? You know, we never forgot. So, no, oh, my God. Dermot, shout Dermot Kennedy, man. That guy's a yeah. legend. Right, okay. You've got you've got rhythm though. Okay, I've heard you rap. You you can sit right. Okay, you you know what I know what you're doing right now. You're looking at this shit and you're ready to go in. Okay, I'm, I'm going to sing. I'm going to sing "Fantasy" by Mariah Carey. Okay. Oh my guy. Okay, okay, okay. <clears throat> okay, ready. Hold on. Oh, man. oh when you walk by every night, talking sweet and looking fine, I get kind of hectic inside. Oh, baby, I'm so into you. Darling, if you only knew all the things that flow through my mind. But it's just a sweet, sweet fantasy, baby. When I close my eyes, you come and take me. Oh, my God. Okay, that's it. <laughs> that was... <laughs> That was, you know what? That was that start of that was banging. It's so fucking. 
Oh, how, mate, it's so is... hard. I actually, do you know what? Can I say something tragic? There was part of me that thought I, I might nail that. Yeah, I mean, it's so hard. I look at Dermot's, Dermot now. Maybe Mariah Carey with an eight octave range wasn't the one to go for. You're going to try different. When did we start? Why don't we try something? Say bit? the word and I'll be yours. You know you never forgot. <laughs> we were sung in the silence. But time catches up. Just say the word and I'll be yours. You know I never forgot. It's so hard. Singing is yeah. hard, right? Okay, I'm going to try a different one. Ready? Slip inside the eye of your mind. Oh, wait, I Don't oh. you know you might find a better place to play? You, you said, said that, that you never know. I can't even get oh, the fucking wow. tune right. So I start a revolution from my bed. Wait, you sound, look, <laughs> fantasy sound all right. You sound there like a drunk guy at a part, <laughs> any part, good party. And so Sally away. She knows it's too Tonight late as we walk walking on by. But her soul slides away. Turn it back, turn it back in anger. I heard you say. Oh man, <laughs> that honestly, like oh I have so God. much more respect. I, I love, I love, I love listening to someone who can bang out a ballad. That would be my. To your hip, what you, you what you feel about hip hop? I love listening to somebody who can bang out. I would just, a stadium uh, you know, like when these guys just fucking just start. Just imagine having that in your locker, and then mate, imagine not imagine having a voice like that and not being a singer. Right, you're at mate, a party, mate, mate. and then somebody puts a song on, and then you know, like when these people like people get drunk or they've had a couple of lines or whatever, they start like singing along to stuff, and then you just fucking bust out. Oh my. God, can you imagine? Mate, do you know one of the most incredible? Th I don't. I don't think I've talked about this on a podcast. One of the most incredible things I've ever seen. Right when we played in Soccer Aid, Dermot Kennedy. Right, yeah. There's loads of musicians there, and everyone sort of people brought out some guitars, and some people were pretty good. And then, you know, and Dermot Kennedy's having a drink, and he's having a chat. He's doing one of the nicest guys I've ever met. And all of a sudden, he gets the guitar right, and he sings um, that song, um, the Michael Bolton song. You don't know what oh, yeah, it's yeah. like. Yeah. yeah, right. It is genuinely, I've got a video. I was standing with Sterling at the time, and we we're both like, oh my, this is, the whole room just went quiet. It's yeah. one of the most incredible. Like, imagine, like, me, like, minding your version of that is going, <laughs> here's an observation about yeah. slipping over on um, some so, cold. So tell me this who's ordering sparkling water? Guys? <laughs> And then just literally behind you. I love you, baby. Yeah, it's amazing. It's like to be able to sing. Something uh, bad happened to me. Not something bad. Something annoying happened to me. So I went to Arsenal Man United on Sunday, right? And what a game, by the way. Yeah, the what younger two boys, my, our younger two sons, it was their first ever time watching football live. Wow. It what was, a moment. Mate, that was, I'm going to tell you now, magic, right? Proper, yeah, that yeah, is yeah. proper. Also, proper. can I just say, right? Yeah. It being as cold as it was almost adds to the sort of theatre of it all, right? I totally agree. Like, I totally to see that, agree. like, you know, being able to see your own breath, that amazing stadium, a nice big jacket yeah. on. Just standing out on the terraces, pull out a hanky, get rid of that little nose dribble and tuck into a feast of football. Um, oh, on the way in, I took them to the Armoury, which is the name of the uh, Arsenal merch shop. Yeah. And they wanted shirts. 
course. So I, I was carried away in the in the magic of the day. So I bought them shirts. I bought an Arsenal shirt for yourself. For myself. Can I, can I just say, by the way, aside Arsenal, I don't think there's another. I don't think men of our age can wear a football shirt. Well, I don't just think men of our Arsenal's age can wear a football merch. shirt. Full stop. Actually, I'm going to say, Mate, but I, I no, but I I think Arsenal weirdly. Their shirts look banging. They're, they're designed very not. Adidas have done a fucking sterling job of making them incredibly. They look, they can look very fashionable. With, Here's a question for can, you. What do you think of like the Arsenal, like not just the Arsenal, football merch that isn't the shirt? What's your take on that? Like if you, if I rocked up and I had a, like an, an Arsenal, an Arsenal coat on, what would be your response to that? Genuinely. There used to be a guy um, who not around where I grew up called Andy Arsenal. And he used to wear everything he wore was Arsenal. Mm. Like, literally throughout the whole year, he'd, like, wear a full kit in the summer. Yeah. And then he'd wear, like, sort of, like, you know, the big fucking Arsenal Wenger coat in the winter. Yeah. Um. So that always... Look, and I genuinely mean this. I'm not just saying this. Whenever Arsenal do a drop of that sort of merch, it feels like that... Like, they've always got someone amazing attached to it. It always looks... It's a, it is a whole... If I was to meet you up, right, and I had a West Ham manager's jacket on... Mm. And then if you text me and say, I never want to see you or speak to you again, I'd go, fair enough. Mm. That's like, because it looks still very like, it just doesn't got anything cool about it. It's got no, it doesn't look drippy at all. Arsenal wise, they seem to, they seem to realise that actually there's a lot of money in fashion and football. They're their only, Arsenal Juventus maybe. Right, right, right. So, but, so anyway, I, I bought an Arsenal shirt. Yeah. Last night. Name on the back? No, no, name on the back. So last night I decided to just throw it on. For a little game with Lisa. No, I'm only joking. Just, I just decided to throw it on. Were you, were you playing uh, Saka and she was playing Luke Shaw and you were just running her? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I put the shirt on. It was at the end of the day and I thought, fucking hell, I punk a bit. And then I realised... I punk a bit. Yeah. I realised the shirt smelt of B.O. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. That's mad, isn't it? Man. No, it's not. You know what's happened? What? Someone's tried it on. Oh, yeah, you reckon? Well done, Sherlock. Or, what the fuck? Think, no, what, or, what? or even worse than that, yeah. someone's brought it and brought it back. Yeah, I think that's what happened. And taken it to their house and fucking yeah, but don't these, like, don't had you, it on for a bit. I guess I haven't got time, but don't people smell they this? They can't wash them. Because, no, yeah, but they can't. What, well, they don't want to wash them, but what away. I mean is, like, if you take the shirt back, you're checking that it's, like, as sold, right? Mate, they literally like you know how busy it is on match day. Someone comes in, literally gives them a shirt and goes, "Oh, can I just change this for another size?" They haven't got time to like look through like stains and stuff on it or smell it, and, you know, and then smell it. Okay, here's my next question for you: Do you return that shirt or do you wash it? That it's. I mean, I I personally probably return it. Have you taken the labels and everything off it? Yeah. No, then you've got to wash it. You, you're done. <sighs> Someone else. You've got hope as well that that's not. Chronic BO, because you won't get that out of a football shirt. Oh, God, it's going to be like Seinfeld's car, isn't it? Yeah, it could well be like Seinfeld's car. Talking of BO, I had shocking BO the other day. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I literally had, you know, one of those days where I'm like, woke up, went to the gym, had a proper workout, mm. did a bit of work, then thought I was going to go for a run. Then then I just was like, right, I did, I've, you know, We've got like a couple of rooms and I needed to sort shit out where I've been away. So I was like, sort of that. And then Catherine came in with Grace and I sort of like, you know, gave him a colour when they came in and Catherine was like, oh my God, 
I literally looked like disgusted. Grace's face is turned away from me. And I smelt my armpits and I was like, like the smell was just so embarrassing. I felt mortified. Really? That that might be, yeah, my daughter Did might cats... remember that, that. Yeah. Oh no, Catherine said that fucking stinks. Like, yeah, it was disgusting. It was fucking embarrassing, man. Yeah, I, like, I, uh, I think I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I've not worn, ever worn deodorant in my adult life. I, I can't get, I can't get, just can't get my head around that. Maybe I do stink and I don't realise. No, you don't. You all smell nice. To be fair, I've never, to be fair, I don't think you smell amazing or you don't smell disgusting. Okay, you just, that I've never noticed. you. <laughs> no, I've never, no, I've never noticed a scent on you. Like, you, I've noticed when you've got a little bit of like, sort of aftershave on, right? I wear aftershave nice every day. beard oil. Yeah, yeah. I wear aftershave well, and like... beard oil every day of my life. <laughs> even when I don't, even when I'm not leaving the house, I put aftershave and beard But oil. sometimes, smell-wise, you're quite asexual. Like. <laughs> sometimes I, like, hug you and stuff and go, oh, there's, like, no aroma. Where I'm the other, other end of the scale. I either stink or either one way or another. <laughs> Um, so you've never known me to smell nice? No, I've known you to smell nice. Yeah. I said I've never known you to smell disgusting. I've mm. known you to smell amazing. Mm. But sometimes I smell you, I'm like, oh, there's no like no aroma at all here. Like you'd be an amazing cat burglar. That's what I'm trying to say. Do you remember when you looked in my ear and had a bit of dry skin in there and then you said, do you ever get dry skin in your ears? <laughs> no, I don't remember you that. Did do I mean, that. <laughs> you did do that. I get really dry. Ears. You're quite. That Sorry. was. That is the closest I've seen to. Uh, I think this guy's a snide. <laughs> I get. I saw that as an affliction, and I thought I don't want him to feel bad about it. So I say that I get the same thing. Yeah. Which I do. I get. My ears are an absolute nightmare. I. Do, I don't think my ears will last as long as I will as a human being. Do you know the thing that I, I get very nervous about is I'm. You know your nose and ears don't ever stop growing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I I don't want these to get any bigger. Okay, it's it's like a it's like a proper fear of yeah. mine. If I found something that could stop that happening, like a pill that you could take to stop your ears and nose growing, but they don't grow that much bigger. They do. You know, they do. Oh, man, otherwise, every old person you they do past would look like fucking. No, they. I no. The rest. Number one, it's not medically being sound because the rest of your body shrinks around your nose and ears. That your nose and ears just don't shrink <sighs> as much as everything else. Okay. Like, otherwise, everyone you see would look like fucking hobbits or something. They'd have massive ears. No, but old like people do tend, they do tend to be proportionately bigger, don't they? Mate, I saw an old lady today who had the sweetest button nose I've ever seen. Really? Yeah. If you were to round up a thousand old people, I bet you'd go, oh, he's got a big nose, but then five small noses, two big noses. It's just down to human genetics, isn't it? I don't think it's... I, I wouldn't lose any sleep over that, mate. Okay. Well, I do lose... I don't lose sleep over it, but... I'd be more worried about fucking your ice scraper shit. Than what do you mean worried get, about it well no like just no just fucking get out and use your scraper or you know don't worry too much about your nose and ears growing okay it does concern if anything me. i actually sometimes look at you think actually your ears could do have been a bit bigger no they're not no they're absolutely they're, i'm at capacity <laughs> no. i'm at capacity <laughs> um okay should we do some emails yeah boy. okay i'm with you baby Thanks once again to the Swan for ch- selecting emails for us. Uh, this Get is from this is from the concerned cockatoo. It says, nice. "Hey, Wolf Al Cat Swan, I'm a great admirer of all your work. You are all beautiful people. I'd be up for a pint anytime." So here's the thing: my wife was having a bath, and I, as I often do, dis- disrupted her chill time with some toilet time. What? Oh, okay. 
I whipped my bits out and had a piss. Didn't think anything of it. Relaxed into it and out the corner of my eye, I see her peering round. Whoa, she said, you get your balls out too. I've been reading that only serial killers do that. So my question is, is it strange to get your balls out when you're having a piss? I've always done this. I think it makes for good, clean flow. To leave them in would surely be chaos, in my opinion. I don't know which way is up or down right now. Could really use some help. Thanks, guys. You do you. Lots of love. The concerned cockatoo. Number one, I... I, I'm, I find that insane that you go for piss when your wife's in the bath. I, that's that. I'm going to be honest with you. That's the bigger issue for me. Yeah, that's like, the much I, bigger I, issue for like, me. Like I know that, like you, it sort of it seems to sort of like smoothly sort of sailed over that. But that's that's in, like like that genuinely. I think I don't think there'd be a way back for me if I went in, if I did that. I think it would be over it's, if I if I went and took a piss. Yeah, yeah, it's, we're done. If, if Catherine was having a bath and I went in and took a fucking great big piss, yeah. Like that would just be insane. Um, but balls out, or how mad? I can't even think. I don't think I bring my balls out. I think I. I... No, I yeah, certainly don't. You leave your balls in your pants. No, right? hold on. You so hold fucking... on. Hold on. Let's let's just think about the actual logistics of this. So you go. You stand at your urinal. You stand at your urinal. You, you undo well, your trousers. If I've got a, like, I'm a stall guy. I've, I've yeah, yeah, fine. So but let's I, assume that I don't he, mess with I, the urinal. It, it sounds like he's standing up. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't sit, but I stand, but I, yeah. Okay, fine. So he undoes his trousers, you undo, you take your boxer shorts off and you put them, you put the waist well, oh, back. Do you pull your boxers, do you pull your boxer shorts down, did not, you say? Not pull your boxer shorts down, but you obviously got to move no, them out no, of the way. Okay. I'm not pissing through the little yeah. flap. So, no, no, no. I so think you, you pull them, like no, you have no. your, yeah, you your pull pants them down, and your boxer yeah, you shorts down, around your knees. Yeah, you pull them down under your bottom and then you go for it. No, um... You 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 put the, so you put the waistband yeah underneath your dick. I don't know. I can't think. I can't either. But that seems mad to me now that we're saying it. Don't do it now. Please don't do it now. <laughs> I'm just thinking. Maybe I do put my balls out. As well. I think I pull my balls out. That's what I, I when I first read this, I thought I, I don't. I worry now because. But number one, also I don't think there's a world where one of the things that they test serial killers on is like they go, all right, you know, well. You know, we're just going to run you this, and they fucking get Ted Bundy and make him go and have a piss and go. Oh no, there we go. I don't think it's. I don't think it's submissible in court. No, um, but I do. Th yeah, I think I. I, you know, if I'm if I'm in a, in a rush, it's just the the if if I I kind of see where he's coming from with the flow thing. Yeah, like if you want to let it flow, you you know. I think at night, certainly, if I'm at my in my own house, I'll pull. The balls will come out as well. If I'm at my mind in my hen house, it's the middle of the night. I sit down. Thank you very much. Yeah, no, yeah, I can't, I can't trust myself to be awake enough to. What I don't want to do is have an accident. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah we've all done that. Yeah. Um, so, so listen, in answer to your question, I think I get my balls out. Tom's pretty sure he does as well. Uh, but do not piss in front of your wife. Yeah, yeah. I, th I think that's, that's yeah. Sort of a general that would be a, that, that would be a big red flag mm, for Big TD. Yeah. Uh, we keep doing you apart from the piss in front of your yeah, wife. Just yeah, keep doing you yeah. apart from that bit. Well, you can still do that if you want. If you ask all right with it, then what business is it of ours? Yeah, yeah. Uh, good luck, though, mate. Uh, email in. Do you balls in or balls out? Let us know at wolfalcon.com. Oh, yeah, like, I was about to say oh, pictures. You were about to say some pictures. I know, I know. And even you, even you with your tragic set of boundaries, even you knew that was a step too far. <laughs> okay this is from salty centipede hello wolf and and lovely swan salty centipede here 
love the pod and I'm in need of some sweet, sweet advice. I'm 23 and I've lived with my boyfriend for nearly four years. He's 27 for three-ish years now. Oh, boyfriend of nearly four years. He's 27 for three-ish years now. We're both usually happy and successful adults, but in very different fields. I'm a musician gigging all around the country and abroad. In a, he is a high-ranking professional at a hospital. My family are creative, unruly and bohemian sorts. Straight away, I love these, these, these two as a pair. Yeah, of course you do. Of course you do. Um, my family are creative, unruly and bohemian sorts. His family very middle England. Initially, this wasn't an issue to me as all people are good people and I did my best impression of a normal and polite individual every time oh, we met. God, actually, genuinely, my, I feel like I'm melting a bit by this email. I'm very touched okay. by this. Is it right to get through it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like they just tell me, mate, although I'm a very naturally, very bubbly person, and I always feel like I should suppress that in their company. Recently, we all went out to lunch together, where his father scolded me in front of everyone after he'd asked my partner if he'd like another drink. As my partner was driving, everyone, I looked at him wide-eyed and said to him quietly, is that your second? His father then said, could he not speak for himself? And he rolled his eyes at me and walked away to buy him the, se buy him the second pint. It's worth mentioning here that I believe his father has very little respect for women in general and like to rule by fear instead of respect when my partner and his siblings were younger. I also think he'd prefer if I was seen and not heard. And if it's his son, he's come to see me, not he's come to see, not me. Of course, his feeling is from the other small things he has done, not this particular incident alone. My question is, what do I do now? My family love my boyfriend and love to hear anything he has to say. So it's really hard for me to feel so separate and unseen. I spoke to my partner about it and the general feeling was, that's my dad. What can you do? We all know what he's like. I'm now certain my father-in-law thinks I'm overbearing and bossy and this will weigh on my mind at every interaction in the future. I'm already altering my personality in their presence and now I feel as though I should rarely speak or the fallout would be nuclear. I've seen him fall out with various other family members. Any advice, welcome. Have you had this before? Thanks again, Sally Centipede. Tom Davis. Yo, number one, never, ever, ever let any prick take the fizz out of your champagne, girl. Because that straight away... Uh, this guy, this father, sounds a, an absolute fucking helmet of yeah, the I'll first order yeah. and sounds like a, dis yeah, like, number one, like, that just fucking pisses me off on the basis that, you know, the whole drink driving thing and the sort of like, well, no, he knows what he can have and, and like, you're making, you know, if anything, you're you're being responsible. I, I, I Throughout my life, if I'm honest with you, I've, 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 I've felt like this, type thing where you're in situations like fortunate enough enough not not now as such but where i've been in relationships with friends that you know girlfriends whatever over the years and you feel like how you are and as loud as you might be or or you know can be sometimes kicked to the curb a little bit and you can feel a little bit uh yeah like you've got to alter who you are and to that i say like it's like this. It's generally is the worst thing you can do because you said you, you know, and I don't say this lightly, and I know, you know, but you sound like just the way you've written the email, you sound like an incredible person who's got a good heart and, and you care a lot for your boyfriend. I, I'd really, really urge you to try not to let this impact your relationship too much. I know that, you know, and, and I think having an open conversation with your boyfriend about, you know, him just saying, uh, oh, yeah, that's my dad, that's how he is, like that is the it's the most amount of bullshit that you can make for a person when they're that rude. It's the worst. It's my, it's my, one of my pet peeves is people going, Oh, let's just see. Cause if we all just went with that, everyone could just walk around being an absolute <laughs> and we just all just fuck that. And society would just be an awful place to live. Like it's not good enough just to turn around and go, Oh, that's just how he is. And, and, and now that's him, you know, it's not. And if he's fallen out with other people, other family members, it's just confirmation that he is a fucking, 
atomic prick who doesn't, yeah, and he's probably compensating for all the shit that he's had to put up with in his life, but it's not cool to make you feel the way you are. Um, that said, I think sometimes without you changing, sometimes you just have to distance yourself a little bit from the situation. Sometimes you just, without changing who you are, you kind of have to, it's your boyfriend's fight to fight. And at some point, whether that's from what you say or whether his dad crosses the line too much, He'll he'll learn to sort of have the courage and his own conviction and and speak up. I've I've you know I've had to do it in situation. I've talked about it on here with with my own with my parents, and it's a it's a hard dynamic with in laws and you know because you find love with someone and and that that person that you bring into your life is is all well and good, and that's a decision two of you make. But then there's ramifications across friends and family and loved ones, and they're not always going to find the same thing you have. Um, but that's his battle to fight. Anyway, I've I've drifted on longer than I was. You sound amazing. You're a sweet, sweet soul. Keep doing you. Uh, salty centipede. Uh, I sort of, uh, I sort, I just sort of echo everything that Tom says. The guy sounds like an absolute bell piece. Um, and you kind of you said something which was out of concern. You know, not wanting your partner to drink drive, and your father-in-law's been an absolute fucking prick about it. So. Look, if that was me, it's difficult. Like, you know, if my dad spoke to my other half like that, I would say something. But, you know, I had a relationship with my dad. My dad's passed away, obviously. But I had a relationship with my dad where, you know, he would be, he he, he wasn't as authoritarian as that. So if I said to him, dad, like, it's out of line, he would sort of accept it from me. Do you know what I mean? Like, not accept it from me, but like we had that kind of relationship where, that would be okay. It doesn't sound like your partner has that relationship with his dad. Having said all of that, it is a very real problem that you feel uncomfortable, and you are uh, you sound like a you know a free spirit, somebody that's bubbly, somebody that likes to chat, and you don't and you feel like you're having your wings clipped uh, when you're in this situation. And I don't think that's fair. And I think you know you need to be sort of celebrated. Do you know what I mean? by your partner and their family. It's like, you know, it's a politeness thing, isn't it, if anything? I mean, like, you know, I think that's the opposite of what you should be doing. Like, you know, if anything, when you have a guest, you just kind of let them do what they want to do. Do you know what I mean? And then you can obviously can slag them off afterwards. But in the moment, be polite. I just think that he's getting this the wrong way around and I think your boyfriend's getting it the wrong way around slightly as well. So having said all of that, you don't know what the background of your your partner's relationship with their dad is. And like people have difficult, troubled relationships. And some people... You know, I was lucky enough to have a father who, I mean, he was an absolute fucking nightmare, to be honest with you. But in terms of that side of things, he was incredibly affectionate and I could chat to him and I could talk to him about anything. Some people don't have that relationship with their fathers or with their mothers, you know. So y- you do have to appreciate that. Your, it sounds like you've probably got a different relationship with your parents than he's got with his. So my first port of call would be your other half and just to say, look, this is how I feel about it. And then see what action he wants to take about it, if at all. But I do think it needs sorting out. Because the truth of it is, is I'm telling you somebody's in a long-term relationship. If you are having that feeling now, you're going to start not wanting to go. And then you're going to start going, you go without me. And then you're going to get into a point where you don't know his family as well because you feel uncomfortable going. And then he'll still start feeling uncomfortable about going because he knows you won't go. You know, it, it just can escalate. So it's better off to sort this shit out now 
to sort of nip that kind of thing in the bud because what you don't want is years down the line have a situation where relationships have been eroded because of, you know, this kind of misunderstanding. So good luck with it, Salty Centipede. You're not in the wrong at all. Uh, he's been a prick. Uh, I hope, I wish you the very best of luck in dealing with it. Amen. Amen. Beautiful stuff. This is from the Aquatic Mongoose. Wow. So it's a bit of a deep one. Okay. Dear the wolf, owl, swan and cat. I moved away from the UK a year and a half ago. Not long before I left, I got into my first proper relationship, but we broke up when I moved. After a few months, we got back together and I'm thrilled to report we've now been going strong, long distance for over a year now. I can safely say that I'm deeply in love with her and I'm confident she is the same with me. But before we first broke up and while we are apart, my immaturity, arrogance and stubbornness combined with a period of bad mental health resulted in me saying stupid, stupid things and acting like a complete and utter asshole. My question to you is, how can I forgive myself for the way I've treated her in the past, if forgiving is even appropriate? I know I'm a better person now, but sometimes when I think of her, I'll remember the way I've hurt her in the past, and it really is unbearable. She is a pure, sweet soul, and the fact that she can still look at me the way she does is a testament to how good of a person she is. God, this is magic. Sorry for quite an intense email. Thank you so much for the podcast. You guys have made me laugh through some difficult times. All the best, the Aquatic Mongoose. Aquatic, Aquatic, Tom. Aquatic Mongoose, my guy. My... Number one, I think it's testament to you that you can own up and uh, and realise that the behaviour that you had was was not you and you're not proud of it and you can admit fault. I think that that's the thing of moving forward in any scenario, in any situation, is knowing that you've been wrong and knowing that you've done something that you can, you're culpable for for what you've done. And, and I think like, you know, as as you navigate your, work, your way through life, I think it's it's a really important thing, number one, to apologize for things that you be believe are wrong. But number two, I think to, to give yourself a bit of a break once you've once you've made your peace with that person, once you've you've had the discussion that you've had, if you've apologised to her and she's seen through that and, and recognised that the person being that you know immature and that arrogant and that so, that horrible wasn't you, and that's not a place you ever want to go back to. And I think every time if if you feel that that sort of behaviour is coming back, you 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 remember quite how not it made her feel, it made it's made you feel. I think it's a real, it could be a real pillar in, in you becoming the sort of man that you, you want to become. So I think um, I'd say go easy on yourself. I'd say make sure that never happens again, best you can. But, um, you know, the best friend you can ever have is the friend you make within yourself. So give yourself a pat on the back. Move forward, move on. And every time you think, oh, I want to be a dickhead, just remember those dickhead actions have ramifications the ripple across the world. Um, Aquatic Mongoose, uh, here's the situation. You said some bad shit. You're a prick. In your words, I, I don't know what you said. But you have been forgiven, uh, as far as I can tell. The problem that you've got is that the only thing that will fully make you feel better about this is if you could reverse time and undo what you said. And unfortunately, that is not an option. You are not in control of what happened in the past. What you are in control of is what happens in the future. So my advice to you is you've both moved beyond it. You know that you did that. 
you might be aware of the triggers that led to you behaving like that. You need to avoid those triggers or have better coping strategy for dealing with those triggers. And you need to make sure you treat your other half like the absolute legend that she seems to be. So, yeah, I think that what you need to do is just make sure that going forward, you are the best person that you can possibly be. That's all you can do, man. And that is the best thing you can do. And that is enough. You've been forgiven. You've apologized. You're moving on. You're in a relationship together. Make that relationship as good as you can possibly make it, man. And that is the best thing that you can possibly do. Um, there is no point. I know it's easier said than done, but there is no point going back to that. I've done those things. You know, like I've said things in the past. I've done things in the past in all sorts of relationships that I really regretted. You you will always feel a bit bad about that. That is just how life is, do you know what I mean? Because you're a decent person and, you know, decent people feel bad for things they've done in the past. But you can't change that. So you just have to look forward and be the best person that you can for her and for yourself. Yeah. So I wish you the very best of luck. Um, it sounds like you're suitably remorseful. So give yourself a break, man. You've got a second chance. Don't waste it. Good luck. Um, do you know, I just thought of like saying, and you can quote me on this. Yeah. We can't take back the bullets we've already fired, but we can put down the gun. Cool. So you didn't listen to a fucking word I said then, no? You were just thinking no, no, about no. this little gun analogy. <laughs> I did listen to it. I thought it was amazing. I thought it was beautiful yeah, You were advice. smiling and I thought, oh, you must really be enjoying the <laughs> advice. But actually it's you fucking putting together this fucking gun analogy and getting excited about dropping it. <laughs> No, no. I just thought, like, no, it was nice. I thought it was beautiful advice. I thought it was really, really nice. Okay, should we do one more? Heartfelt. Yeah, let's do one more. I mean, as always, I just as you were talking, I just thought, oh wow, that's fucking. Let me think of a way of bringing this back to me. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, you know, but also we could put it on t-shirts. Just saying. Yeah, we could do. We could do. Hopefully, they'll sell as well as party rom. From the White Dove, hello, Mighty Wolf and Wise Owl. Many thanks to the Swan if this email is read out. I recently had surgery on my knee following a sports injury. Before the operation, I was given some hospital garms to change into. I disappeared off into the toilet to put these on, not thinking anything of it. The operation all went well. Once the anaesthetic had worn off, I got changed back into my own clothes on the ward. The nurse asked me if I was the type of guy who doesn't wear pants. Confused, I replied, of course not, thinking it was some sort of weird chat-up line. Oh, okay, she replied. It's just that patients normally wear their boxers under the gown. The embarrassment immediately shot through my body, and instantly I realized why all the nurses and anaesthetists have been looking at me oddly. The family jewels had been in plain view for all to see, caged up in the net pants they'd they'd given me, like some sort of deep-sea catch. (laughs) Oh, my Lord. Mortified, I made my way out of the hospital to head home, catching the eye of all the staff on the way out. I didn't catch my unwashed junk just hours later. Uh, earlier, sorry. My question to you. Okay, that's not the question. What is the most embarrassing situation you've been in that you're willing to share on a podcast? Also, how did you cope with the embarrassment after? Absolutely love the pod and all of your stuff on TV. Muchos love the white dove. Yeah, the white Thank dove. you, Swan, uh, for once again selecting an email that we should have had some prep time to think about. Okay, go on. Um, I, I had a similar situation to to this one. Um, Ron knows his story. I don't think I've told it on the podcast, but um, I was having an operation done. And uh, unlike you said, like they gave me the net pants to wear, but I decided to wear my boxer shorts instead um, and uh, went in for the operation. Um, number one, one of the most indignifying things was the fact that when the porter came in to take me to the operation, he looked me up and down and looked at the sides of me 
side, walked off, and basically came back with three other guys that he'd fucking roped in other porters because they had to fucking turn me over and carry me during the thing. So, he, which is quite indignifying, knowing that it was fucking a conversation that took past part, like behind my back where someone walked over and going, "That's this fucking massive whale of a man that we need to fucking turn over. I can't do it on my own." Anyhow, the operation happens, and I wake up from the anaesthetic a bit groggy, and. As I'm waking up, I'm sort of like having a little sort of like reach around just to make sure that I'm okay, you know, everything's all right. And I put my hand down by my balls and everything and realise that I'm actually naked underneath the gown. My pants have gone. Um, and I sort of kicked off about it quite, sort of saying like, what's happened? Like, why haven't I got any underpants? Did it? Is this some sort of fucking joke? And I was uh, really, really like embarrassed about the whole thing. Mm. And I'm like, embarrassed at the think, thought of people seeing my fucking pathetic dick and my shitty balls. And um, the yeah, the, the nurse turned around and said, You're, you voided your bowel when you were in your... Basically, I'd shat myself when I was asleep. <laughs> and uh, they'd had to take off my pants. And they wow. had, play, had times... Where, yeah. It was like one of the most indignifying things. And I was like, can I have them... She was like, do you want them back? Because we were just going to throw them away. I was like, no, 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 no. You can throw them away. Yes. Yeah, it was quite a dignifying story. It was, mm, yeah. That's bad. I mean, I've told most of the embar other embarrassing stories on this podcast. It's yeah, sort of I've made a career out of it. Um, so. My slightly embarrassing story is quite disgusting, actually. I was um, having sex uh, with a girl, and uh, we were really getting into it. And um, uh, sort of midway through the act, I was... <laughs> I was um, on the edge of pain, but I continued right. to plough through it. And I ploughed through my own frenulum, which is the little bit of skin underneath the dick that sort of attaches your foreskin to your... Oh, man, um, I've been there. I've been there. Uh, and basically, I, I, I got a sh really sharp pain. And then uh, the lights were off, as is the way that I like sex. And um, I suddenly felt blood sort of just pouring out of my dick. I turned the light on and it was like a fucking horror film. There was just blood all over the place. And there's just blood coming out of my penis everywhere. And so I, I, I said, I'm, I think I'm going to pass out. I think I'm going to pass out. It, it was really embarrassing. <laughs> it was really embarrassing. Like I massively overreacted. And I say overreacted, you know, blood was coming out of my dick at quite a fast rate. I think I probably reacted. Yeah, it's because you're aroused in the heart rate. And yeah. And uh, luckily she stayed calm, I assume, because she wasn't aroused. And so I then called uh, 111 and they said, well, keep an eye on it. And uh, if you need it sorted out, then you need to go to the, you go to the doctors. Anyway, I stuffed, I sort of created a kind of a, tissue kind of <laughs> a sort of a homemade kind of tissue cast for my penis and then I went to sleep uh, the next morning I woke up and uh, the only the doctor I was registered with was our family doctor that had known me since I was uh, a kid so I made the appointment um, to, to see the doctor obviously you don't speak to the doctor then you speak to a receptionist and I underwent like a lot of anxiety about going to see the doctor. Anyway, the doctor said, uh, hello, Ramesh. Uh, how's mom? How's dad? I said, yeah, fine. Thank you. He goes, take a seat. 
uh, what seems to be the problem? And I said, um, I was having sex and I've ripped my penis. And he said, okay, let's have a look. And then I had to get my dick out in front of a guy whose kid I went to school with, right? And so I lay on the thing, I got my penis out and he sort of lifted it, <laughs> he lifted it up <laughs> to see where the, what the situation was. And uh, he said, oh, that's fine, just leave it. And then this I is really- insane that I've been in this situation. Are you serious? It's insane. Yeah, I've, like, I'm literally listening. Like, it's insane. So anyway- It must happen, it must be quite common. I've, I guess, I've I don't know if it's never, a right or pass. I've never really talked about this. I've people. never, yeah. I've, right, so what happened then? What, he just left it? He just left it. I went out for drinks the next night and I think alcohol's bad for it. Because like, I think, I, I don't know what happened, but like midway, I was at a bar and then I went to the toilet and my, my penis started doing it again. So then I had to use like the tissue in this bar to fashion another bandage. And then I spent the rest, obviously I couldn't tell anybody what had happened apart from the girl I was with. I just had, you know, imagine being a not on a night out with your other half and he just says, my penis is bleeding again. <laughs> anyway, right. so uh, that story needs I, an ending I, really, but that is what happened. Anyway, go on. I had, I had a similar thing. Um, I was a lot young, like a young guy in my early twenties and, um, ended up going like, we'd all been out one night partying, whatever we, I I'd fancied this girl for ages and went back to her house Yeah, and was like, and she lived on an estate up the way from where I lived. And it was like quite known as quite a rough estate. And we go back to hers and number one, I remember like the one of the most annoying things is she had a pet staff. So we're yeah. sort of getting it on, but the staff gets on getting into bed with us, which is absolutely fucking terrifying because he was sort of growling quite a lot. Anyway, as sort of like we were like getting on and she was she was uh, having a little play around, she, I thought, I've always thought it was the fact that she had rings on. Yeah. I felt that pain that you felt. Yeah. And then fucking literally she was like, oh my God, like, what the fuck? And we had a little bit of light and I was just, pouring with blood right yeah so i freaked out but she wasn't as calm as your lady friend she also freaked out yeah started chatting then the dog was fucking freaking out in the fucking room going absolutely fucking mental yeah. right <laughs> she's called an ambulance so the ambulance is coming oh right because she's like there's so much blood coming out yeah and i was like covered in blood right on this rough estate that she's in on the phone to the guy trying you know we're in flats She's like, the ambulance can't fucking, you know, he can't find you. Like, we, they couldn't find, like, you know, like, literally the guy's driving yeah. around, like, where is this fucking place? And he's like, can he, can he, is he okay to make it out onto the street? Oh, my God. And I was like, no. And then, like, it was like fucking four flights up. So you're going down all of the fucking gangways, all down the stairs. I'm fucking covered in blood now. I look like I've been involved in some sort of hideous crime. And she, I'm like, are you coming with me? And she was like, no, I'm not coming out there. Like, so I had to walk down to the ambulance on my own. The guy freaked out. Why did out. you ask if she was coming with you? Because I thought she'd be supportive. Okay. Yeah, go on. Right? She was already probably just fucking phoning people saying what had happened. Absolute horror show. Yeah, mate. Yeah. I, so I go to the hospital and the guy's like, even the ambulance drivers, like, you know this, you're the only person I've ever spoken to is about who's been through the same thing. The amount of blood is insane, isn't it? Like, yeah, it's crazy. So we get to the hospital and basically they're like, it ripped so badly. They were like, 
it's probably better to be, to to look at being circumcised. Mm. So that I ended up getting circumcised from it. Really, as a result of that? Yeah, yeah. And can I say, by the way, it's that is one of the worst things I've ever had to go through. Adult circumcision is fucking awful. You, you know, you're not supposed to get an erection for like fucking two months or something stupid because it yeah. rips the stitches. Yeah, luckily my lifestyle took care of that. For that. <laughs> Mate, I would be literally like, mates would just like find it hilarious to sort of like put pornos on <laughs> or something like with my, in my fucking presence. It was awful, man. Like genuinely, like, yeah. Mm. And unlike your, your lady fit. I, everyone knew around my area. She mm. told so many people. Yeah. It was so embarrassing. And anyone that she didn't tell, her brother did. Oh, God. Well, there you go. Thank you, White Dove, for bringing that back up. I uh, appreciate your email. It is about that time. Tom, Wow. do your thing. And a cold wind blows. And it blows across the earth. And the people huddle closer together to grab a little warmth as which they can. It's worth remembering that the cold wind won't last forever and soon we'll be complaining about the fact that we can't be close to loved ones because of the heat. And weather is a little bit like friendship. It's a bit like family, it's a bit like anything. It ebbs and it flows and sometimes it's hot and sometimes it's cold. The thing to remember is, for every time that you complain about the cold, imagine the heat, imagine the sweat running down your back and complaining about that. Sometimes the old stiff upper lift, uh, lip <laughs> and a, oh, well, let's just get on with today attitude is almost the best thing you can do. That said, it's sometimes nice just to have a good old moan, put your arm around your friend Luke or Sandy, insert name here, and just say, God damn it, I like to moan and I like to moan nice. A moan's as good as anything. And a pint's even better. Today's episode is brought to... <laughs> I don't know any idea where I'm going today. The cold <laughs> has just hit me really hard. And I wasn't expecting to share that dick story. Yeah. Well, it's weird, isn't it? Because that was my most embarrassing story and you managed to trump it. I mean, yours is much better. Um, no, 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 no. I, if I'm honest with you, I've never told that story and I'm slightly sitting here not knowing whether I should have told it. Yeah. Well, uh, it's going yeah. in. So. Yeah. Well, um, uh, okay. Okay, look, well, look, that is... Let me sum up like this. Friendship is important. Loved ones are important. Remember a tadpole, if it can become a frog, and if a caterpillar can become a butterfly, you can become just about anything you want in life. Reach for the stars. Or as a tadpole once said, look for the lily pad. Really good. Uh, thank you, Tom, for sort of doing a second bit of advice that's straight out of CBeebies. Um <laughs> Let's uh, let's play ourselves out with a little cheer up song. Uh, this is <laughs> this is uh, something that is a, it's just a song that I like that makes you feel in a feel a bit happier. It's called "Make You Feel That Way" by Black Alicious. JT, drop it, guys. We'll see you next time. Good night. Up and early for the hope of a brand new day See a homie you ain't seen since back in the day Fresh haircut fitted with a fat ass fade Into work week chillin' on a Saturday How you felt when you first heard the daddy came Rocky MKRS, hey I had that day Coolin' out with old girl on a fat ass day Find a hundred dollar bill, wow man that's great Get promoted at your job up to management Plot a long time, finally your plan is made It's time I feel I wanna shout, man it's real that way Wanna think of things that make you feel that way 
If you have a problem, opinion, feedback, or anything at all, please email us at wolfalpod at gmail.com. That's wolfalpod at gmail.com. Thank you.